I'm Gabby Hi, I'm Emily Fennigan. Hi, it's Keith Bradshaw. Hi, this is Holly Evans. And I'm Ben Hook. In conjunction with Sport SA and the Breakthrough Mental Health Research Foundation, this is Hooked on Sport. Hi there. Thanks again for joining us at Hooked on Sport. We're up to episode 22, and today a look at one of the most successful community clubs of the last 25 years, the Goodwood Saints Football Club. Now, if you're not familiar with amateur footy in South Australia, Goody Saints have been one of the most dominant Division I teams of the modern era. Eight premierships in the last 23 years, and of all clubs in the Adelaide Footy League, they boast the longest current run in the top flight. But Goodwood has also been a leader in areas we haven't traditionally regarded as a key fibre of any footy club. They've run an all-abilities team for decades, have embraced Aussie rules for women and girls, and won the 2019 Adelaide Footy League Women's Club of the Year. And it has become a leading advocate for mental wellbeing awareness, programs, and fundraising campaigns. Their president is Craig Scott. Now, a declaration here, I'm a former player at Goodwood Saints, and Craig is also an old cricket mate of mine. So if we sound extremely friendly, that's because we are. Craig Scott joins me next. Hi, this is Josh Willoughby from Run DNA, and you're listening to Hooked on Sport. Craig Scott, welcome to Hooked on Sport. Uh, thanks very much, Ben. It's a pleasure to be with you. Goodwood Saints Football Club, incredible success, uh, in particular across the last uh, 20 or so years. What's life been like without games? Undefeated <laughs> undefeated to middle of June, that's no bad thing. <laughs> Depends on who you ask, Ben. If you ask my wife, she says it's been fantastic. But uh, <laughs> um, look, it is, it's a really different world, isn't it? We, we've had an opportunity to uh, look at the back end of the club and look at uh, practices and policies, um, but certainly we're very keen to get back out of my park. What have you learned about the club over the over the past couple of months, uh, good and bad? Look, I've certainly uh, and and our club has been very at the forefront in relation to mental health, and I think because of what we've done prior to this year, uh, we had set the foundations to ensure that we had things in place to support people. So I was really proud of that. I think we've also learnt that this was the best year to have the club. Uh, demolished and have a new <laughs> club uh, built. Uh, some have actually accused us that we may have uh, released the virus. <laughs> but, um, and I've certainly seen the resilience of, of our people. Just some of the things that they've posted on Facebook and their own closed Facebook to keep in contact with each other and the, and the little challenges that they've put out has uh, really shown me that sport, and not just Goody Saints, but sport in general, is extremely important for people's mental health. What, what about as we move back to sport? Has the club uh, put any specific plans in place to make sure they're reaching out to all of their membership? Is that something that you're trying to work through as we speak? I suppose communication-wise is we send a, um, a MailChimp email roughly once a week, once a fortnight, just giving people a bit of an update of what's happening on the um, football field with the developments changing regularly. So, in fact, I reckon one day I was putting a MailChimp together and by the time I'd started to the time I'd finished, three things had changed and it already in that day. So it is ever-changing. And when people are in crisis, I think the one thing a lot of people say, I didn't know what was going on. And so communication is extremely important. 
when people are uh, going through a bit of a crisis. So, yeah, we've contacted people through media, through social media and so forth. And also the players themselves have done a fantastic job of communicating and the coaches have been involved in that. We've had uh, Growing With Gratitude with uh, Jared Mears and Ash Manuel been involved in the club. This is the third year they've been involved and you'd probably say the most important year of all because, um, uh, you know, part of their program is about uh, mental health and resilience and that's been very good. Has there been extra challenges because you do have a building site there at the moment and better declare now, Skaz, a past player of the Goodwood Saints <laughs> Football Club, and I remember the the little change rooms and the uh, the, the clubhouse uh, out the back there, uh, just underneath the, the the slanted roof to cope with the grandstand. How's life been um, with uh, a build, working around a building site d- during uh, the COVID pandemic? It's it's been fantastic because we haven't been on the oval, so <laughs> it's uh, the only way we knew what was going on is through just the photos being sent out. But uh, now that we're actually on the oval training, the oval's never ever looked any better mm. uh, with no traffic on it, and to actually see the club room being built as you're training is extremely exciting. So I think the uh, roof is going on this week. So the players are out there training and looking over and seeing this club room in a half half built and will be ready in the first week of October. So that, that's been extremely exciting. Scotty, in my day, mental health wasn't even part of the discussion mm. at all in a football club. How important has it been for you to, I guess, embrace those particular challenges for individuals and, and even just break down the stigma of it so that people at least do feel comfortable just talking about it? It's a really good question and a very good point because in your day, it was very much a, come on, you know, toughen up and have a cup of concrete and, and that sort of stuff. And, uh, you know, you were seen to or perceived to be weak if you were emotional or got upset over something. So things have changed dramatically. Without a doubt, and certainly I can see that at our football club. And, you know, one of the great things that has changed that is women's football. It's just softened things and made people just appreciate the opportunity to play football when you see the enthusiasm of the girls out there and then inclusive players as well. I think it rounds the players far better and makes them understand that it's it's okay to be vulnerable. And certainly it's okay to seek some help. And we've really pushed that. We've had uh, Luke McLean from I Am Worthmore come out and do a session uh, a couple of years ago. We've had, as we've said, uh, the Growing With Gratitude. We're now linking with uh, Breakthrough Mental Health Research and we'll have a game specifically set for them. So I think the more we talk about it, the more we encourage it and the more we have information sessions, the better educated our, our club and members are. Let's take a short break to hear from John Mannion at the Breakthrough Mental Health Research Foundation. The present situation can increase our anxiety, which is completely normal and understandable. To try and reduce some of this anxiety by practicing our breathing or deep muscle relaxation techniques, maybe some mindfulness or even dancing, singing or maybe even yoga. And now back to the show. Craig, the football club, extremely successful, and I, I could be wrong here, but I think the uh, got the current longest streak in A1, over and above mental health. What has been some of the things that has led to this great run of success that Goodwood Saints had? I mean, those incredible run of premierships uh, around about a decade or so ago. What can you put it down to? Is it is it people? Is it a bit of luck? Or is it a whole host of things? 
Oh, look, I don't think you can put it down to one thing. I think it's a combination of things. Uh, our junior program is is very successful. So you, you get people wanting to be a part of the club through the junior program. You have very dedicated volunteers that take a lot of the workload off coaches and your football department. So that makes it enjoyable to be able to coach and not have to do a million things. I believe we've got a really professional management of the club. Uh, we're in a good financial position and we do try and look after everyone who's at the club, not just playing-wise, but also mentally-wise. So I think it's a club that people want to be a part of because they can see it's not just a footy club, it's a community club. And I think all that together actually makes it a club that people want to go to. Will you be ready for July 4th? Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, well, actually, we've got to be ready by uh, 27th of June when we play uni at uni. So, Right, you've come um, forward a week, have you? Uh, it's a trial game. Right. So the, the Adelaide Footy League, who, who have done an unbelievable job with this, they have been absolutely fantastic with their information that gets sent to us. Um, we didn't have to organise any trials. They've organised a trial for us for the first uh, week before the round starts on the 4th of July. So we know we're playing uni in the trial and then the following week we play Prince Alfred at Prince Alfred. So it's been set up well. We know what we need to do. There are a few questions that can't be answered until the government relax some of the restrictions. If it happens, it happens. We're set for either way. Um, We know we can have crowds of 500. We know we can have a barbecue and a bar and a canteen and we've just got to put some things in place to ensure that uh, people's safety is paramount and we just need the volunteers to step up and, and help out, which I know they'll do. When is the build complete at Goody Oval? First week of October is the planned date and, and everything is going according to plan. So very happy with that. Very happy. So potentially football people could see inside before the end of football season that may drift out into a little bit of October. Well, we, we, we're in the process of uh, trying to organise our platinum sponsors to get a bit of a peak of the club rooms before anyone else does. So as a bit of a reward for their sponsorship to the club. And then we might have a function there. We have a very good association with the Goodwood Roos Cricket Club. So we might have a bit of a function there in October and uh, yeah, test it out, so to speak. (laughs) One last thing I wanted to ask you about uh, was you mentioned your inclusive team. Now, uh, this is not a new thing for the Goodwood Saints Football Club. I remember back even in my day on Sundays, we'd all train very gingerly after a big Saturday night (laughs) and then watch the, I think they were called the A12s in those days. Just talk a bit about your inclusive team. Okay, so we started in 92 and we were the founding club and we've had a side in the inclusive uh, league now since then. And it's now just recently moved over from the Adelaide Footy League to the SANFL APM Inclusive League. Our plan is to try and expand this. And to at the moment we've got five teams and we'd love to have quite a few more teams if possible but uh, again we're bursting at the seams at goodies we've got over 30 players involved and they range with uh, learning difficulties to integration difficulties to Asperger's to Down syndrome that we're just you know they are an absolute inspiration to our club and another part of why goodies is so strong because of our inclusive side and our senior players come out on a Friday night to help them train and when we go back to normal training they'll come back to a Thursday night so they train before the A's and that way we get a few of the A's come out and help them as well and they play after the A grade the A-grade players at the end of their game line up in the guard of honour and the inclusive players run through and high-five them and 
But we stay back and watch them, and it seems to have really been a great success at our club. I think you've had two stints as president of Goodwood, uh, both <laughs> lengthy stints. Yeah. Over that journey, has your belief of what the Goodwood Saints Football Club exists for, has that changed? Definitely. Yeah, the president in the 90s is completely different to the president of this era. Grown a lot, understand what a club can do uh, in the community. I think that's the biggest area that I've been really keen to do is you've got the opportunity to influence young people. And, And if we talk about, again, mental health, we have the target audience at our club and every sporting club has that target audience and especially footy when you've got the male group that 18 to 25 and so we can provide information sessions about drugs and alcohol and the way we treat people and our own mental health so it is a really good opportunity to link in with these organizations and as a result you have councils who are extremely supportive of the club you have state government and federal government who are going you are doing exactly what we want you to do because you can get a, a voice out to your people. So I find that's my driving passion. I leave the football side of things up to the football department and and they do a very good job at that. But from my perspective and, and the management's perspective, it's about making the club successful and that is being a community club. Craig, it's an incredible story. It's uh, a wonderful club. It's been a part of my life. It's a part of uh, the Hook family life, of course. Mm, I've got uh, uh, two nephews and a niece uh, out there playing these days. It's great to see from afar what uh, you're achieving on both sides of the boundary line. Well done, and thanks for joining us here at Hooked on Sport. Absolute pleasure. Thanks, Ben. Hi, I'm Bruce McAvaney, and you're listening to Hooked on Sport. So they're a remarkable footy club, and it's quite incredible to hear how Craig's view on the role of Goodwood Saints and how it plays out in the community and how that has diverged from its original purpose of winning men's football matches before anything else. So that is the Premiership Siren on episode 22. Thank you again for listening, and we trust you're benefiting from the info other community club administrators like Craig are providing. As always, our gratitude to Sport SA and the Breakthrough Mental Health Research Foundation with support from Business SA and SA Health. Hooked on Sport is on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram, so get on your social media platform and say hi. Big thank you to Ben Watson who wrote and recorded the musical intro to Hooked on Sport and to the show's producers Wallace Long and Desiree McMahon. We'll be back soon at Hooked on Sport.